So so check this out, man. Uh, what's up? Man? What's up? We got your bottom on, so we must not be doing video because Nah, we 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 recording, <laughs> but uh you know <laughs> Why hold up must How not be doing video. I'm trying to <laughs> always do a video. It's gonna go up eventually, but why is it anytime we start you always gotta put it looking like you never seen me with my goddamn bonnet or something like that? Be on Facebook? You with you with your hat nah, on, nah, just got my bonnet like this. Oh, so we're, we're not we're not on Facebook. Nah, we're yeah, not live. We're not live. Not tonight, man. That's right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check check this out. What do you do when you find out that one of your homies has an OnlyFans page? And you found out on you find out on the slide. But what is he doing on his OnlyFans? I didn't one. I didn't say it was a male, but we're going to continue that. What do you do when you oh, find oh, out one of your homies man. has an OnlyFans page? I say, uh, what status am I? Am I okay? Are you a subscriber? Am I, <laughs> a subscriber? Am I, am I a married man? Are you, are you, the, are you the target demo? I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crush got it. Are you the target demo? Yeah, let's, let's, let's put it out there. Nice oh, man. But I know. Let's, let's, listen, I got a homie who does have a OnlyFans. She has a OnlyFans. And we ain't been friends close friends in a long time we're facebook friends now but she got only fans bro i mean i i have heard that you know in spite of the stigma that the site has um you know when it comes to uh people with specific expertise that have a following that they've developed um throughout their career um some so of them are chosen chosen i mean granted there are other platforms that do this also but they're kind of taking advantage of the stigma to kind of get people to get the shock value and then realize, oh, you are offering financial advice. Very, very true. <laughs> and they're getting real yeah, financial advice. advice. Very, very true. Uh, I'm pro-sex work, so go ahead and get your paper. Dude, I, <laughs> I well, well, I'm going to put it to you like this, man. I'm going to put it to you like this. A lot of these... Okay, let me take a step back. So the homie... <laughs> so have you been to her page? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, the homie, right? All of a sudden, oh, spurting over that question. It's probably a holiday special. Are you listening, man? Are you, are you trying to cause me trouble? You trying to cause thirty day free trial? Why are you trying to cause me? No credit cards. Free subscription for thirty days. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. Them, those freshly married dudes like this. So, so the homie starts posting these pictures. Of, and I, I know how much the homie makes, right? right. Because I help to manage that portion of our actual real life work. So the homie starts posting pictures of this big body Benz that they bought. Right. And I'm like, hold up. Uh, uh, when did you when did you pick this up? Uh, 
Oh, it was just something that I, I just felt that I needed to get after some time. I said, oh, oh, excuse me? I said, I hope you're not going to be eating ramen for the rest of your life trying to pay this shit off. She was like, nah, it's paid off already. I said, excuse me? It's paid off already. She said, yeah, I got a, I got a side gig, you know, I got a side work. So all the money that I make from that goes to, the, went to the car. So I said, okay. I didn't think much of it after that, that point. I left it alone. So I talked to another one of the homies at work and I said, hey, did you notice such and such bought a new car and blah, 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 we just having a chat? He's like, yeah, man. Uh, oh, he's been to the site. He's been there. He said, yeah, man. He, uh, he's a contributor. He, keep it between me and you, but you know, she got her OnlyFans. And I looked at him and I said, man, shut up. He, she ain't got no OnlyFans. He's like, yeah, man, she got an OnlyFans. I said, how you know? She said, you know, we kick it outside of work or whatever. Not like that, but we kick it outside of work. We talk and stuff like that. And she was telling me that she was hard pressed for, you know, money for, for a minute. Hard pressed no more. Hard the pressed for money for a minute. Price. My guy. <laughs> My guy. I do not know. He, him being a good friend, and I guess I can accept that and appreciate that, did not tell me the extent of what she's offering on her OnlyFans. He did tell me that she told him that she's making 45K a month easy. And she's been doing this since May, June. So Remember, I can understand wholeheartedly how you bang out a big body man. seven. Listen, man, because folks is paying for any type of thing that you can think of, there's somebody out there who will pay for Who's it. Who's gonna give it's it folks to like, I know girls. I know girls who have posted pictures of their feet in sandals and literally have had offers from men to have them, they would gonna pay these girls for pictures LG. of stop. their feet, bro. Stop, stop and rewind. What did you just say? You said only fans of, this, of, their, of their what? Their feet. feet. Their of feet. their feet. Look, there are dudes that'll take pictures of the hands. Of the, bro, listen, I'm telling you, you got to think that every kind of thing that you can think of, there's a, a, a niche out there for people who can sell it and turn it into something sexual. And people are, you've got the quarantine, you got the pandemic. It, man, that's probably what it is, man. The quarantine oh, is oh, killing oh, no, it. Oh, oh, no, let me take it to another level. Take it to another people, level. There, there are people who will pay, who will put, pay a subscription fee to watch a woman slowly describe her favorite meal. Yes. And then Bitch, eat, get the fuck and out then, of here. And then, eat, and, then, and then listen to her eat that meal. Crush, shut the hell up. You full of shit. It's called ASMR. Bro, I'm telling you, it's big money. But that's the story of your homie is not the first story that I've heard of. Oh, no, this is not. Women, hold on. Women and men making a come up on OnlyFans. You got whole couples out here, bro, who got OnlyFans of them engaging in sexual activity on camera and making you know what? And I don't want and I don't want to make it sound like we kink shaming or nothing like that. It's just oh, it's just flabberg it's just flabbergasting to me. It's like the this it's the volume. I mean they, they charge like five, six dollars and then the times my that guy. By it's not even that there's a, there's a single dude. bodybuilder. There's I you know I I I love I'm I'm big into bodybuilding, right? I love I love the stuff. I love the sport. I've always freak, been part of it. That's why I feel freak. Watching big oily women. (laughs) 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 
Oh my god! You you made that shit sound so bad. Oh my god, <laughs> brother, please. Oh my god. Uh, uh. I'm a fan, and I know so. You know, I'm a fan. There's one particular female bodybuilder that I follow on IG, and she right. has an OnlyFans. So right. I visited the OnlyFans page. Right. They everything you get charged for. You get charged for the subscription. Everything, bro. Get charged for for videos and for all this exclusive video. Nothing is Phone free. Call. It's not like you bought the subscription and that's it. Nah, dog. You you it, bro. I'm good. Everyone dying me to death like a like the Avengers game. <laughs> for no skins? Oh yeah, you want some new skins, my You want all the pennies, I love women like the next man, but I be damn nah. if I'm doing that, bro. I can't. Nah, okay, let's let's, we, let's we, take we, a second. We, we, we not even let's not even a topic. We're not even into it yet, but I'm gonna ask you guys the, the question. So I had I follow this dude on YouTube. I was introduced to him on YouTube because he's a sneaker guy. Right. He always has all these exclusive high-end sneakers that come out that you probably only have like a hundred pair that are made and released, whatever. So I followed him like that. And then finally he made a video asking, well, somebody asked him, hey, how do you get these sneakers? How do you afford them? Because he's not just talking about his sneakers, but he's also, he shows off his car, he shows off his house and this, that, and the other. And he said, yeah, I got an OnlyFans and I fuck on I fuck on camera. And Nicholas is like, what? He said, he said, <laughs> he said, y'all can make fun of me. Like, literally, no bullshit. Y'all can make fun of me if y'all want, but I make 145 grand per month and I've been doing this for two years. Why in the hell would I make fun of you for having my sex God. on camera and getting paid? Man or women. Why in the hell would I make fun of you? What? 145 grand a month. A month? Bruh, him, how can you put me he on? him, different women, different locales. He finds a way to do it, and he's making bread. He, the thing that got me right, he's bought a um, a Q, uh, not a Q. He brought one of these Audis, one of the big body Audis, and he paid it off. And it was like, if this is 2020, he bought the 2019 joint, and he right. bought it out. So that thing is still at least 50, 60 grand easy. And he said, yeah, I just I just bought it out. And I think that's what sparked the question. So folks was like, okay, my guy, like what what the hell are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I, I fuck on camera. Only fans, 145 grand a month. Man. So and let me ask you guys a million dollar question. Knowing, knowing the amount of money you can make from OnlyFans, what is stopping you two from having your OnlyFans page? Two words. Haitian wife. <laughs> How did you know, brother? How did you know? You knew. You know me. You've known me for five years now, so you know. You know. You already know what the answer is. Because she you got the DJ waiting for you. <laughs> the doll yeah. sitting in the corner. Yeah, bro, I'm gonna wake up with a, with a missing limb. <laughs> Oh, as you see, Elgin was very quiet. He's usually never quiet. So I want to hear what he said. Well, he's, from, he's in Philly, so I, <laughs> I don't want to know what them are. But you know what, man? I don't think I, I don't think I could though. Even if I was single, I don't think that I could get down like that. I just I can't. You know, I, 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 I can't I can let, I can't let follow. I can't let that follow me throughout life, regardless of the money. Matter of fact, it's a All it's a money be great, but the reputation. Man, dude, the reputation his name is King Nasir. Uh, black dude, porn dude, real popular on all these different porn sites. 
young dude, I think King Nasir must be under 26. Made a ton of movies, tons of clips, and now he's talking about retiring from the industry. He's made all this money real popular, but he said the reason why he's trying to retire because of the psychological toll that has been having on him by being in the industry and doing it in that capacity. But that's a common theme for people who've been in the sex work industry for a long period of time, whether they liked it or didn't like it, was at some point in time, the toll that it took on them emotionally and psychologically, let alone physically. I mean, damn. Nah, bro, I don't think I can do that. Like, I didn't, that just wouldn't be my thing. I mean, the, the money is awesome, but it's not It's not worth my, psycholo my psychological health. It's not worth, you know, my 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 my, my, my Guyanese family uh, hunting me down and trying to skin me alive for the rest of my life. I mean, it's not it's not worth. I'll be crucified, bro, with barbed wire. Trust me, I, I trust me. They will they will they will ram me. You know, this Odin answered the question, Crush. We're going to let him slide, though. He, he ain't say <laughs> Well, you see him getting ready for his next shoot. You see him getting ready for his next shoot right now. With the... mm -hmm. My man, done, he done pinned two, two difference. Yes! But, but, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? On top of his back with again it is the incredible in the black podcast and in case you weren't aware this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men that know that the jackson five is the greatest boy band ever assembled don't at me i don't care what anybody said until that triumph album I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, <laughs> but you know I could never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of Onyx. Crush, say what's up. What's up, everybody? No doubt. L, say what's up, man. Yo, man. What's good, family? No doubt. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. And please make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next video. Um, but before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show... Please, L, please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family. Man, go ahead over to our website, man. www. I don't know why I continue to say www. Because you ain't got to do that shit any longer. In the blackpodcast.com and on the right hand corner, click the become family tab. <laughs> and on that tab, man, you can find our swag. I mean, my man O just created a new, a new whole new T-shirt design, the King Card joint. That's kind of fly. You got a bunch of different shirts out there, man. You got all different types. You can get mugs, floor mats, toothbrushes, uh, bonnets, all, <laughs> all with the In the Black logo. And you can donate, man. If you want to just throw some change our way, feel free, bro. You just go ahead and donate because it do cost money too to keep the fruits and berries coming through from my man. These bonnets, these bonnets ain't cheap, my guy. I'm just trying to yeah, tell you. I'm going to silk. <laughs> yes, they are, sir. Yes, they hey, man, are. Come through and check us out, man, please. <laughs> now, we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We are going to jump into a black box letter. Can you believe it? It's been a minute since we've done a black box. Oh, We're going to do that tonight. So, our black box letter for tonight comes from Marquise. Uh, I mm. believe that's how 
pronounce his name. When you look at it, you're gonna you tell me how you pronounce Marquee. it. What's good, bro? Marquee says, What's going on, brothers? I don't know if any of you guys have seen this article, but I read this a few days ago, and I have to tell you that I felt it in my bone marrow. I'm not gonna lie to you, since the pandemic, I very <laughs> rarely to my bros, even those bros that we typically pre-pandemic would go out to a game or play basketball together. What makes it worse is that I broke up with my girlfriend in late February, right before the pandemic and the lockdown. So I've been pretty much isolated. It's been the most awkward and trying time of my life. Do any of you feel the same way or know guys who are in the same spot? Thought that this would be a great topic for the show. Thanks for taking my letter, Marquise. So now the article that Marquise is referring to is an article that was posted in the Washington Post sometime in November, right? And it says that the pandemic has forced men to really take a look at their relationships. So no games, uh, no game days, no bars. The pandemic is forcing some men to realize they need deeper friendships. And I thought it was extremely interesting, this breakdown of how men interact on a friend level with other men. So check this out. For more than a decade, uh, psychologists have written about the friendship crisis facing many men. One of 2006 analysts uh, uh, published in the American Psychological Review found that while Americans in general have fewer friends outside the family than they used to, that's an interesting point, young white educated men have lost more friends than other groups. Male friends, male friendships are often rooted in shoulder to shoulder, quote unquote, shoulder to shoulder interactions, such as watching a football game or playing video games. While women's interactions are more face to face, such as grabbing a coffee or getting together for a glass of wine, said Godfrey Grief, a professor at the University of Maryland School of Social Work, who wrote this book. Now, Grief also said he surveyed about 100 men and they most often socialize with friends. 80% of the men said sports, either watching or participating in them together is how they bonded. So I thought it was extremely interesting to see that there's this dilemma facing men and specifically black men because we have these stigmas that we're already dealing with. So how do you form a friendship or utilize a friendship when you haven't been able to properly cultivate or culture a friendship? Go ahead, Crush. Go ahead and uh, start us off, man. Um, yeah, this is a very intriguing topic. Um, and, you know, I definitely think it has a, a large part to do, to do with uh, the stage you're at in your life, I think. You know that affects your uh, your outlook on the world and the kind of uh, you know outlooks and belief systems that you feel aligned with. You know, um, but you know what the article alludes to the for men to the need for deeper friendships. I can see where that I can see why that would you know that would you know that would that would uh, you know feel that way. Um, um, how to even address that? I mean, I know I look at the friendships I've had for more than 10, 15, 20 years, and I know what I feel like they're rooted in. Um, you know, they know my family well. 
my parents, my sister, you know, they're, they're familiar with us over the holidays and things like that. And you guys know I'm not a big sports head. So we bonded over different things like, like music and, and other things. Um, not that I wasn't not watching sports with them like that, but you know, we definitely connected on other levels. Um, you know, deeper friendships with men, with the, with the dudes that, you know, I've, I've known over the years. Um, I think I would say, I hate to say it, but sometimes it takes certain traumatic experiences, um, to, uh, uh, kind of make you realize what, you know, what kind of, what kind of uh, man you're standing next to and when, and how they can sympathize and, and empathize with you when you're going through something. Like I, I know I, uh, doubled that this year. Um, when my mother passed, um, you know, there were brothers that, um, were really there for me, you know, and, um, and these are guys who, 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 you know, one of those guys were incarcerated for more than a decade and, um, he knew my mom well. And so I would definitely, uh, call that a deep friendship, you know, um, you know, how that was cultivated. Unfortunately, it was, it was some unfortunate circumstances. Um, but, um, in that regard, I guess it would, it would have to be the kind of experiences you're sharing. Um, and I, I, and I guess with women, it's more intentional with dudes. It's kind of just happens. Yeah. You know, I don't, th I don't think men set out to have intentional, you know, ser serious experiences with other men per se. Like, you know, I don't know if that I, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, the, the, the memorable impactful experiences I've had with my, with my brothers, you know, weren't, it was never something planned. It just kind of happened. You know, so I don't know. It's kind of a tough question to, to, to answer. I guess it's, it's, it's asking us to really challenge ourselves in certain ways, socially, with each other, in a way that um, is can only be healthy. You know, so uh, you know, I'm not sure if I answered the question in full. I think I tried, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where I have to come from with that. Go ahead, Al. Uh, a number of thoughts pop into my mind, man. One of the thoughts is when I read the article, I hated. That uh, the sample size was so small for one. It was only a, a hundred, a hundred men. Uh, that's a small sample size that's to come up with. So I don't fault you. I see. Come up with it. Yeah, come here. That's a small, small, small sample size. But I think, and it wasn't race specific, if I recall, because I think yeah. there's a different dynamic. I think they did mention how white males, their relationships are, fuck that, I don't care. Uh, but with black men, I think it's a different dynamic that we deal with when it comes to building relationships between each other. Most of our relationships with black men, if we look at our male relationships, they're usually relationships that we've had over a number of years. It's not too many men, black men, I would say over the age of 35 who have a lot of new male friends. Most of their male friends are male friends that they've had for some years because there's a level of comfortability and the keyword familiarity there. For one, for black men, there's a number of layers that we have to cut through in order to just get to a place of being open and honest and transparent yeah. with each other on some everyday type shit where we have an issue or a problem in our life. And it's not because black men are inherently or genetically 
unable or unwilling to do such a thing. It's the fact that we have so much fucking trauma due to the oppression that we've expressed a face in our lives that it makes us difficult for us to be open and vulnerable and in order to have a strong friendship or a strong relationship there has to be a level of vulnerability and transparency there mm -hmm. so if i'm constantly being bombarded all throughout the world everywhere i turn and everywhere i look so i walk around constantly on the defensive it makes it difficult for me to open myself and make strong connections and new relationships and then when you have add the the fact that some of us are in different stages of our maturity regardless of age yep. so some of us who have been through traumatic experience and have done the work and been to therapy and done all those things may be in a more open space to have more transparent authentic relationships but we're dealing with black men who have not been able to do that work and i don't like when we try to compare the gender thing because i think black men tend to bond over similar interests and it often remains in that particular spot i think the difference with women particularly black women interest may be the thing that gets them in the door that may be the thing that connects them initially but then what happens is it turns into a friendship because women tend to be more open and transparent yeah. to a larger degree than right. men are so i just think that's a real difficult thing to try to compare the two but overall i look at my own life within the past 10 years i've probably made less than a handful of new friends in 10 years thanks it's, and it's in and I think it's a whole a whole nother science that goes along with this. I don't know how many friends you're supposed to have. You know, is, are you supposed to have a bunch of friends? Right. All right. these other variables. <laughs> and what does it mean if you don't have a large segment of male friends? Right. Does it right. mean that you're you're a piece of shit because you have a lot of male friends? Is, you know, what what is the the outcome and the standard? But I think it becomes very difficult for black men for a variety of reasons to develop strong relationships with other men it's not an easy thing and i don't think it was an easy thing when we were younger either i just yeah. think that we were probably more naive and more brazen back then to just fuck with people than we are now now yeah. we're a little bit mature and we're a little bit more guarded yeah 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 it's a it's a very interesting dilemma it's a very very interesting dilemma especially there was a uh one of the subjects in the article um, was talking about how he has a handful of friends and he calls them his friends, but none of them know anybody from his family. I don't think that they, outside of their interactions like with sports and video games or whatever, that they go out and just communicate, communicate, if you get what I'm saying, like without the, the barrier of sports yeah. being the, or video games being the attention uh, focal point, right? And it became the way this subject talked about it, it was very interesting because he also had a relationship problem and he finally broke down and talked to one of his friends about it. And there was just this, and the subject was a black, was a black dude. There was just this, this gulf or this gap, like the person really just couldn't grab onto it. And I think partially because there's always, you can't just expect someone to act a certain way after you've dropped down that wall suddenly, right? Um, 
I know that we've had this conversation off air before regarding our own personal issues and conversations. What is a friend? What do you categorize? How do you categorize a friend? Right. And then how do you ultimately, how do you treat a friend? Is a friend somebody that you just bear everything to? Or is it certain things? Do you, because I know I have an issue, me personally, that I, if I'm going to take on, everyone has the, my mom would always tell me, everyone has their own cross to bear. There's people that out there that you trust enough or that you're comfortable enough with that can help you to bear it. If I care for someone, like deeply care for someone as a friend or calling them family. I don't want them to bear that burden. So I tend not to give, to talk to people for the most part. My wife always tells me I'm probably the most social, unsocial person that she knows. Because I, to be very honest with you, I don't know how to cultivate or to build those relationships. They they just happen to happen. I. I don't know. It's like I said, it's a very tough square. It's a very tough situation to try and square, man. It's like I said, I, I don't know how to call it, man. It's very, very, it's very, very difficult. But I think it's, it's difficult. And I think for many of us, the reason why it's so difficult is because we have not done the work internally to make it easier and us accessible externally. So a lot of times the reason why we as men fail to have strong relationships with other men's our own age is because often we didn't have a strong relationship with the men in our lives that we should have had a strong relationship. So our father figures, our uncles, older brothers, we had faulty, flawed, fucked up relationships with them, which typically puts us on guard. But mm. a lot of us, we end up developing and we have a strong moral character and we're usually good husbands and good providers and all those types of things but when it comes to developing relationships and being open and vulnerable with other men that's not some shit that we're willing to do because of the unresolved component that we have when it comes to our fathers i for one one of the reasons why i struggle with making relationships with other men is because for years i hated older black men because I felt like all the motherfuckers was flawed. They weren't consistent. They weren't able to keep their word. I could not find one strong, viable, strong, older black man that I can look to to model until, and then they want to hold me accountable for shit that I'm doing. Like, motherfucker, you doing worse. So in me, that developed a sort of defense mechanism. So I'll have great relationships with men. But when I get to a point where I'm giving, giving, giving and pouring in and pouring in and pouring in and you are not doing the work to somehow acknowledge that you want to pour in and meet me in that place to cultivate that relationship, it's a natural reaction for me to want to pull back. And I just think it's, it's so nuanced and so difficult to determine why black men particularly can't develop or choose not to develop strong relations. But then again, what is the potential outcome for black men not having strong friendships? What, what does that mean for us in the future? You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, like I said, I think that and I can only speak for myself. 
even though I know that other black men, because I've had this conversation with other uh, other guys before. Earlier when I turned, when I had my birthday this year, we did that little Zoom call or whatever, right? And I know that I look at my wife when she talks to her friends on the phone, my wife, and maybe I don't, I don't want to be gender biased. Okay. Women Go typically are misogynistic. Go ahead. I, I know. I know. And I'm going to get all the letters yeah. for it. And you hate white people. And I, on top of that, add ice into the cake. But when my wife talks to her friends and I know women typically, there's the stereotype that women are typically this way. Right. My wife can be on the phone with them for an hour plus right. without no batting an eye. Mm -hmm. right. Both got on this Zoom call for to celebrate my birthday with me, and I was just like, "Oh, you was ready to go within the first five minutes, nigga." Five minutes, I was like, "Okay." All right, what's up? What's up? What's up? You know, good? You good? You good? All right, see you tomorrow. I'm gonna be, I'm be open and transparent. You guys are my brothers, man. I'm gonna right. keep it all the way funky with you. Right. Like I felt it, like it was itching my skin. Like, I didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Right. right. And it made me feel bad because I I know these people came right. to celebrate me. But at the same, I didn't have that thing in me to be like, like, it made me feel uncomfortable. Like, me talking to, I couldn't talk to any one of you guys for more than fucking 10, 5, five 10 minutes. Man. And that's even, even I didn't have any. Weird, that's look, look, wait, look, I, 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 can, I can relate. I can relate because my, uh, my wonderful wife, uh, uh through a through a birthday a 40th uh, birthday party for me it was 45, i think it was 40th or 45 and um i hadn't had a birthday party in like i don't know 20 25 right. years you know right. I, mean, I don't care about that stuff after i'm 13. right um, <laughs> right you know but she threw a big old party here at the house she invited like 15 20 of my folks and everything and i was in such shock that they all made it and they were there it was it felt great but i remember at one point you know i mean granted i was you know reading everybody and everything but at one point i i i, I kind of retreated with like i kind of retreated with, with, with uh with one of my with one, with, with one of my boys who i hadn't seen in a long time i said uh yo you want to see the lad you know what i'm saying mm. yeah and i was like Damn. you know and i saw that look on my wife's face like where are you going I wasn't going long. Listen, this is a quote from the article. It says, uh, because of this, many men have probably had a harder time than women figuring out how to adapt their friendships in a pandemic that is keeping them apart. Quote, the rules for guys pursuing other guys for friendships are not clear. Guys don't want to seem too needy. True. What do you think about that? It's true. It sounds weird, right? It sounds weird, but it's true. How do you pursue? How do you pursue a relationship with another, a friendship with another guy? My God, I don't. I, I don't know. Like, like, in my time happened, man, other, I happened. have never done never such a thing. I don't know what the fuck that looks like. I don't know I mean, another brother. I, 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 I put it this way: a friendship with another guy. Like, all right. Real quick, I don't want to make it seem like that's a bad thing. No, wait. But it just seems so foreign to me. No, wait, wait. No, no, I think there there might be one close equivalent. It's usually like when circles bump into each other and you're like, you know, you your circle bumps into your man's circle and the you know, cats are chopping it up and all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, yo, oh, yo, oh, you know, I remember that. Okay. I know what you mean. You know, that's kind of how it happened when, when circles interact. 
Now, now not the bad side is for circles in the rack. But there ain't no friendship tenor. left on friendship tenor. Yeah. Why do you gotta make this seem so perverted, man? We're talking about the closest to that will come to. You know what I'm saying? That's the When my circle bumps into your circle. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, like I said, it just it just seems so and maybe maybe we're the bad guys because that just seems wild. It's I'm not gonna lie. I bought I, hold up. I bought this dude Elgin a fucking housewoman gift, right? And for like a week before I bought the gift, I was like, should I buy this shit for this nigga? Like, like I don't want to come across as being a like I, I like I debated buying the gift for the dude, and my wife was like, he's your friend, right? I was like yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, mean, I don't know what this is. And she's like, nigga, just buy the damn gift. I mean, yeah, I mean, for my dude's first home, for my homie's first child, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would definitely feel like, yeah, I, I want to I wanna mark the occasion with something. You know what I mean? Especially for my homie from like 10, 15 years, and he may have gone through hell to get the house and all that, you know what I'm saying? I would definitely get him something for that. I, I don't know, man. Like I said, this the whole thing about even just having this conversation about right. male, male on male friendship. Oh, oh, women, oh, so women would be able to deal with this. Women would be, women would be carrying us up over this shit. Right? <laughs> Your wife is going to be cracking up. Your wife is going to be cracking up. Don't do that because we need to have die. certain people sending us letters that you be in very Man, the ladies okay, are going to kill us. We're we, we good over here. We're good over here. Don't, don't do that. I don't need them letters. Kill us. <laughs> All right, let's wrap that one up. Uh, L, what's up with the next topic, man? I just want to send a shout out to Mark, Marky, though. Oh, no man, no doubt, Marky. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Marky. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. It's Marquis. been a while since we've done it. He ain't alone. He ain't got no chick. He horny. He ain't got nobody to play 2K with. Bruh. We sending love and light to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh, and lube. That's what I'm talking about. times, boy. See? Marquise, please don't pay this dude any mind, man. Boy, and thank you. We thank you for sending your letter, man. We appreciate Ooh. it. Uh, if oh, you want to get your comments and emails shared on the show, please send your emails to in the black podcast at gmail.com. Marquise, we're going to send you a t shirt just for uh, sending in a great topic like that. I mean, we appreciate it. Uh, Elgin, go ahead, man, before you get us in more trouble. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, listen, transition into a more serious topic. Yeah. No. Listen, man, I know we have been struggling with the pandemic, particularly from an economic standpoint. Uh, folks are losing their jobs, man. The eviction moratorium is about to be lifted. The utility disconnection termination moratorium here in Pennsylvania is about to be lifted. Uh, so folks are struggling, man. On top of that, capitalism has conditioned us to go balls to the wall for Christmas. So we buying shit that our kids really don't need, our wives don't need, all this other extra shit. But on top of that, just life in general is difficult. So here comes the politicians offering a stimulus bill. But within that stimulus bill, folks are gonna be getting $600. 
Now, O is going to come through and, and give you the, the particulars and the specifics about this particular bill. But $600, man, families are going to be getting $600. $600 ain't going to do a motherfucking thing for most Americans. It ain't going to do shit for most Black folk. The audacity of these folk to give $600 and for some of these politicians to actually say that this is a good thing. To, to mm. phrase in such a manner that motherfuckers should be more gracious and grateful for this is highly disrespectful. But now you got these other motherfuckers coming out and arguing back and forth, talking about, hey, if it would have been me, I would have gave you 2000 If it would have been me, I would have gave you $1,200. It is so incredibly troubling to see how Americans are being treated in the midst of this pandemic. And then we compare it to other countries who immediately did a more critical and severe lockdown. But not only did the lockdown, man, just made sure that people was taken care of, bro. I'm frustrated. I, I, I'm deeply frustrated because I work with these people. I'm out here in my community trying to help folks and I see us suffering. I see unemployment, man, being cut and having to stop. And then you want to throw these people $300 extra unemployment. Bruh, I'm surprised. Well, I'm waiting for the day. Oh, I'll wait for you guys to go ahead and finish the chime in. I won't add the violence in there. Good shit. <laughs> All right. So let's take a step back, man, and just look at where, where we were and where we are now. So in March, we went into shutdown mode. The cold country did. Politicians across the board, a Democratic-led Congress or House of Representatives and a Republican-led uh, Senate came together to finally put together a, what was it, $2.3 trillion bill to pay off each one of these industries, get money for small businesses and so on. And in the midst of that also provided $600 per week unemployment during this during that period as well as a $1,200 single-time payment to people that met the financial or ramification, um, um, what do you want to call it, uh, met the uh, financial uh, benchmarks to be able to receive $1,200. That's in addition to, I think, $600 or $400 per child. That was in March. Immediately in the beginning of April, Congress, the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi and her folks put together another bill saying they wanted to spend another three point something trillion dollars to get additional monies out to those people that needed it. Um, there were politicians that came out immediately, especially specifically in the Senate, that said they weren't signing any bill because giving folks all of this additional monies during this period would be an incentive for Americans not to go back to work. So I want you to keep that in mind. Here we are now from March until December. Nine months later, you got a one-time payment of $1,200. Once. And Once. now they're giving you a one-time payment of $600. And that's $600 per husband, wife, and dependents that you have. 
and you still need to meet certain parameters because if you don't, then you you're still not go, your, money, yes. your money continues to go down the toilet. And that this is a nine hundred billion dollar stimulus package. Now, before I get into the latest news that has happened, mm-hmm. I want to also take us back from the policy standpoint of how this all affected. Democrats said, okay, we're going to, we're putting forward a $4.1 trillion stimulus package to get the industries up and running, give Americans money, put money in their pockets, small businesses, especially since motherfuckers didn't get these small businesses. A lot of small businesses didn't get that money. Big chains were getting the money. Large churches got money. But a lot of did, did not get their money, right? So time passes, time passes. N- they're not negotiating. They're not talking amongst themselves. Nancy Pelosi, towards the uh, the end of the summer, middle of the summer, starts holding out, says she's not signing anything unless, well, let me take a step back. They presented that package to Republicans in the Senate. They said, nope, meet us halfway. Democrats said, all right, we'll do 2.3, 2.3 trillion, let's go. So nope, we good. Y'all got to come down lower. Democrats said, okay, we'll come down lower. We'll do $1.4 trillion. How about that? Republicans said, nope, we good. Now here you are getting $900 billion with $600 stimulus possibly amongst yourselves. It just shows, for me specifically, it shows the ineptitude of Democrats to be able to negotiate because you allowed them to go from $4 trillion down to $900 billion and then turn around and tell folks, this was the best we could do. You should be happy. I mean, let's just take these checks and don't worry. When Joe Biden gets in office, we're going to we're going to send another check. Mind you, my cousin in Germany has was in shutdown. They were getting eighty five percent of their salary. Yep. Every everyone else in the world, everyone else in the modern world, world on the planet got taken care of, and we sitting here, we're sitting here with twiddling our people, people in food in food lines. Have you seen the fucking food lines in Texas and Florida? Oh my God, Texas is out of control. Literally yeah. miles long. Yeah. Miles long that by the time they're able to hit maybe lunchtime, the food is gone. And there's still a mile and some change of people still waiting. $600. And they're giving you $600. And then have the audacity to say, we can't give you more than a one time payment because it might make you want to stay home and not work. Fuck out of here. Anyway, so now recently they passed this bill. The only thing left for them to do was to put this bill on the president's desk for him to sign it. So what did our homeboy Donald Trump recently say? He said, fuck our bill. I'm asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me and we will get it done. Thank you very much. of reasons why your man threw the monkey oh. in the plans. Jeez, this guy, man. 
Cassidy, boy. Let's even take let's take another step back. Four hundred and seventy-five billion dollars from this nine hundred billion dollar package was money that was already reserved that did not get spent from the previous package. So it's not like they were bringing new monies. This was money they had already earmarked to be spent to give to folks like me and you already. Just endless greed. But you want to tell me that these folks that are making almost $200,000 a year, that give themselves increases in their salary almost every year, that give themselves all these endless vacations every year in, 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 a, in, a, in the Congress, thought that it was too much for you to get $600 additional a week for unemployment because it might make you stay home and not look for a job. Make you not want to work. Make you not want to work. A thousand, that was, that was their two, fucking two thousand dollars is going to be enough to make me say, you know what? I don't want a job. I don't want to feed my kids. Nigga, in DC, <laughs> it says that you need to, your your average income, your average income in DC, DC needs to be one needs to be uh a hundred uh over a hundred thousand for you to make minimum. And that's just DC. Even to survive. And that's JC. And that's just and that's just Northwest DC. DC. That's that twelve hundred dollars didn't do shit. For anybody that I know, not here on the East Coast. That's like maybe, maybe free runs to the, to, the, to the grocery store. So basically, my man just came through and said he's not signing shit. He said he yeah. said he's going to veto the bill, which, like I said, puts Mitch McConnell in a tough spot because he thought that they were good. Mind you, like I said, there are a bunch of different reasons why Donald Trump is doing this now. One of the reasons because he he he's being a pissy baby or whatever. But to if you want to give me two thousand dollars, take that, take that, I'll, take I'll that. Take it. I'll take it every single every single time. Yeah, I'll take the two thousand. But now it makes them. And I'll, let me let me even bring it bring it back just a little bit. Mitch McConnell fought this bill tooth and nail. Said he was not not putting his name on anything. You know what changed his mind? Because the runoffs in Georgia. They said mm-hmm. that they were not getting a stimulus. They couldn't get money to the folks that needed it in Georgia. And it was hurting their Republican, their Republican candidates in Georgia during these runoffs. That's the only reason he came back to the table to start doing it. So let's just say, for example, if they had won and this was, there were no runoffs, we'd be asked out. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. He said at the beginning that this bill was dead on arrival. Nancy Pelosi needs to keep her package there in the, in the Congress. Don't even bring it over here to the Senate. And this is the shit that we're facing right now. Bruh. And that's the thing. So now there's actually no date of when folks are going to get relief because these motherfuckers are in the position now where they're having a pissing contest. So while they're having a Man. pissing contest, folks are dying. And that's not hyperbole. No, nope. that's not exactly that's, that. that's very literal. That's literally what is taking place. Folks are dying. Citizens, citizens, American citizens, Tax black, white, blue, green, skittle, motherfuckers is dying. Taxpayers are dying because they cannot take care of, of their families or themselves. I work currently. I work for a company, man, that that specializes in helping homeless people find housing. I particularly work with people who have drug and alcohol uh, issues who are also homeless. And these are people who are trying to find housing. This past quarter, 
Pennsylvania offered up this large amount of money to assist these people in getting housing. But they put this ignorant behind stipulation on it where they were only able to give individual housing, same thing, a $700 one-time check to assist them in paying their rent and their utilities. $700, man. But even in the giving them the seven hundred dollars, there were still other stipulations you had to meet. You had to be in port, bro. It was just your stipulations were crazy, huh? It was so unrealistic. <laughs> and I've been on the phone with these men and women crying because they had no idea how they were going to pay their rent, knowing that in March this eviction moratorium is going to be lifted, and these motherfucking landlords who have not been getting paid bruh are going to be kicking these folks out on the street i know that they said a lot of uh courthouses now that they've seen this is according to cnn anyway uh, a lot of courthouses seen new filings for evictions in the preparation for the moratorium Good being removed so there's going to be a huge housing crisis that happens once all of this goes away and like i said here's donald trump saying i'm not going to sign anything increase the amount of money that you're given Meanwhile, all of these things are going to expire. So we're still caught between a rock and a hard place. Luckily enough for us, even though we probably had dips and lays here and there, us three, we've right. still been able to work the majority of this pandemic. So we've been blessed yeah. in that regard. Very but I know folks that haven't had a job since April. I know folks that have been doing menial work that lasts like a couple of weeks and then they're off for like a month before they're able to get another job again. Food lines, miles long. I cannot stress that enough. Children unable to eat because everything's locked down. And I know that there's going to be a group of people that are going to say, just open everything back up. They shouldn't be locking things down. Restaurants well, need to can die. Like, that's not the answer either. This idea of just opening things back up. Even if you open up the business back up, that doesn't immediately stimulate the economy to put things back into position. No. People are still, no. they're behind yeah. because of the pandemic. Thank you, opening sir. Back up does not it, somehow erase yeah, everything that's been through. Thank you, sir. Thank do, you. Do, do you know, I mean, we all, do you know what, what, what that first influx of cash is going? All Predators, the bills that have been piled up behind creditors, credit insurer, insurance companies out the yang are are waiting for their money. That first flush of cash. So I'm sure they don't like that bill either. It doesn't make sense to me why these politicians and lawmakers are opposed to a larger stimulus check. Yeah. If the, the, if the point of the stimulus check is to actually stimulate the economy. Doesn't it make sense that you actually want to give people a larger sum of money for them to be able to buy things, particularly around the holidays? And giving them an like the economy. I mean, that, am I wrong here? Does that make no, sense? you're you're one hundred percent right. Money made me not want to work. But Republicans gave all this money two years ago for tax hikes, so they don't have the money to give to folks like me and you. So, I mean, like I said, all of it is a big goddamn mess to be honest with you, man. And I don't know where we're going to be. I'll put it this way. There were companies 
that were coming like heads of these major five uh, fortune 500 companies coming to the white house people that are on wall street coming to the white house talking to other politicians saying dude pass a goddamn stimulus this was like in april may throughout the entire summer give these folks money this is the only way the economy is going to survive give these folks money so they because they're going to spend it that'll help keep us out of the woodwork there are uh, financial experts now saying that the economy will never get back to where it was before the pandemic, at least for another three years, because folks are still going to be playing catch up. All of the industries are going to be playing catch up. It doesn't make any sense, man. And, and again, I don't, I don't try to introduce the violence component in there intentionally, but I know in other countries, they burn shit down for less. Like, Nice. In all honesty, I'm I'm honestly amazed of how well Americans have taken this news in light of everything that's taking place. Because I, the media really told them that they should be happy with what they're getting. Don't forget, like as soon as the bill passed, I I swear every single network that I saw was like, "Congratulations, we passed the bill finally, getting help to people that need it." No, my guy. A bunch of no, my guy. That doesn't do anything, man. <laughs> So, hey, I, mean, I, I mean, what do they think people are going to do with $600? They're going to stay, stay right at home. Listen, you know, how, spending, you know it, how long $600 is going to last in most Like people? that. One half of one bill. I was telling my mother-in-law, we were having this conversation. My mother-in-law was like, why don't you do X, Y, and Z? We're like, we can't do that because this is pre-pandemic. We can't do X, Y, and Z because of the kids and we pay for... um aftercare and daycare for the kids child care for the kids is sent for our children essentially and she said okay so how much is child care i told her i said mom child care for both of these kids is eighteen hundred dollars a month child care in the united states listen to what i'm saying child care in the united states is equivalent to a semester of in-state tuition at your college. Oh my god! That's how much it costs, my guy. That's no exaggeration. Look it up. Oh man! And, no, and no, you no, expect no folks to survive off six hundred dollars, bro? I'm, I'm thinking about adoption, man. What are you doing? Oh my god! No, no, no. But don't even think about the food oh. costs. We haven't even touched the food costs during the pandemic. Man, I'm, how I'm, much I'm food did you adopt, go through man. during the pandemic, my bro? My guy, listen, man. And you, I hit it, you, you hit it on the I, damn head. Say it again. The he amount of money you spend on food because everybody's home eating. So your your food cost goes up, your electricity goes up, your water usage water goes, bill goes up. Yeah. Plus snacks, yeah. water bill is going my up. Water bill, my water bill is stupid up. this month. It's electricity like is going up. I don't want to depress people any more than I'm already depressed about this bullshit. Uh, Crush, let's let's go ahead and run with, you, run with what you got, and we can close it out after that. Well, I mean, well, I hate to, this news just broke. Um, unfortunately, it's some sad news. Um, yeah, man. But uh, John Ecstasy Fletcher of the hip hop group Houdini. Has passed away at fifty six. Wow. Um, the co-founder member of the uh, New York City hip hop group Houdini. You know, he was a legendary, pivotal member of one of the most legendary groups in hip hop, according to Quest Love. 
and uh, the details have not been revealed um, about his death. Um, but he was uh, born uh, with uh, born in 1982, along with Jalil Hutchins and his uh, DJ Drew Carter. And uh, you know, this was a group that um, was definitely wow. pivotal. You know, pivotal in my uh, in my introduction to hip hop as a, as a little guy. You know, and uh, you know they were. They were the first. Uh, they were one of the first guys to first guys that seemed to have a song or have songs that were something to resonate beyond Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> so um, rest in peace to Mr. Fletcher. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't COVID related, was it? The, they haven't released any details about his death. Um, about, his, Ooh, about, about, about his death at all. Um, and no one. And no one is alluding to that. Um, but they're all. Everyone's saying the same thing that he was way too young. Um, and he was, and he was, as far as anyone knows, he was living it up. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was fine. He was doing, he was doing great. Um, but uh, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find the news. And so, uh, my condolences uh, to uh, to his family and to all his fans. And I am one of them. Man, let me tell you, one of the things I remember about him, man, one of the things for me as a hip hop head that that in my top 10 is more, it's a number of protocols that I use. But one of the <laughs> things is voice. The distinction of a person's voice, a rapper's voice, how it sounds, how they're able to enunciate and pronounce words. And, you know, is a part of my metric to put MCs in my top 10. Right. I remember his voice was so clear. It was crystal clear in the radio. Course. Bro, the motherfucker hat, like man, the leather brim that he rocked mm. wherever he was, bro. It was such a signature thing before Kumo D and the glasses. Yeah, you know, wow, you had, yeah, you right, you right. You right. Certain rappers used to have signature things. Yeah, uh, Slick Rick. It wasn't the eye patch, yeah, it, it was the chain, the dookie chain. Yeah, dookie chains. It was certain that rappers. So, when I think of my man and you know, prayers out to his family, I think of those certain things, man, that I always look back and have fond memories of that hat and his voice. And motherfucker, who did he? I mean, I mean, I give, I give it to him as well. They had a, a you know, pretty spotless career without any beef or drama and baby mamas and all kinds yeah, of nonsense. Yeah. As far as I know, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm the head. I've been, uh, my, you know, from what I've heard and around the game, um, you know, uh, Dini as 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 a group and as as men are respected and have friends all over the planet. Hmm. Um, I've heard that Ecstasy's uh, been uh, one of the coolest guys you would ever know. Very down to earth, really spiritual, and uh, he uh, he never criticized the young guys. You know, he uh, th th these are all things I heard over the years. You know, so yeah. you know, uh, yes, please rest in peace and let's you know let's remember and and cherish our legends. It's, it's unfortunate, man. This year has been a terrible year for people just, I mean, I, and I get it because I know I've gotten letters. I've said it before on the show and I've had people yeah. write, like, people die every damn year. Like, what are you getting extra about? But yeah. this year, I mean, I think the pandemic being isolated and having these emotional battles that we're having amongst ourselves yeah. throws every, throws our mortality in our faces, especially now you're looking at over 300, almost was it 345,000 people have already passed away from COVID this year. So, I mean, it puts a lot of things. Count. 
twenty thousand deaths. In Where are you guys at with the the vaccine? That's a very interesting question, man. I, to be very honest with you, man, I want other people to be the guinea pig. Like no bullshit. Like I'm, I'm, I'll take it eventually, but I'm not going to be on the front lines to take it. And I feel sorry for some folks because I have two family members that are in the medical field that uh, I think that they're going to be pushed into taking taking it. So, what do you think? What do you think takes place if you're not on the front lines? Do you think? Oh, we're, the the general public, uh, from what I've been reading, the general public is not going to be getting this vaccine oh, no, no, until really. like May sometime. My so, job got a call today that we we're one of the the companies who have the opportunity to be taking it rather quickly. So, oh, so you're I'm you're going to you're you're being obligated to take it. I'm not being obligated. I, I have the option. Strongly recommended. Time, I, I think it's going to be. Strong a strong push to I can understand because right now, and that was part that was also something that was part of this stimulus bill was two parts one whether or not you could keep I, it ultimately was taken out but they yeah, Republicans yeah. wanted to put it in there to put to save uh companies from being able to be sued in the event that their folks catch corona or die or whatever whatever also whether or not companies can legally force you to take this medication, uh, to take the uh, uh, the vaccine. So, like I said, I know I'm going to take it. I I'm even apprehensive about my daughter taking it, given that she is has a premorbidity already. Different. Different. Sure. I want her. I I want her to be safe. I want her to take it, but I'm also thinking to myself, we've been safe in the house, knock on wood, for this long, over nine plus months. We're just going to continue to do what we do, and I don't want to rush out there and have her be injected with something that we know now, at least from, I know it's a small number, I get it, but folks are having adverse effects from the, or reactions to the medication as well. I don't want that to be my daughter's fate, so I'm going to hold back on taking it. We'll unpack it more on a future show. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to unpack it more. Yeah. All right, uh, L, what's up, man? What you got for tonight? Oh, I ain't got shit, man. Uh, listen, outside of Christmas is a day away. Uh, yeah, man. My, my advice to all you folks would be to cook something good to eat, grab a bottle or something good to drink, sit around a damn table and reminisce with your family, tell some damn stories while all y'all are getting lit and get lit to the point where ain't none of y'all motherfuckers fighting each other. Uh, but the key is just to figure out a way to enjoy your family in the midst of all of this that's going on. That should be the focus. Love upon your people because motherfuckers are dying who have never died before. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? It's been very, it's going to be very interesting, man. I mean, you, you can't really get with your family this year, man. You know what I mean? Call grandma. I know this for some folks, they're like, shit, this is a break. Oh, hell yeah. I don't like that motherfuckers anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, all those kids that, that move out across the country, man. Man, they yeah, like, I know, I know, I know. Because, I mean, they hate coming, they hate that trip home after a while. Yeah, nah, I can dig it, man. I can dig it. What's up for me this week, man? Uh, 
James Harden keeps getting himself in trouble. There's video apparently of this clown ass dude <laughs> at a strip club breaking COVID, NBA COVID regulations. Oh. So he's not going to be able to play basketball tonight. So they can trade his goofy ass too. So. <laughs> they, got, they, got, what? they got three players out tonight. Damn. Is that right? Three? John Wall, Boogie, oh, and Harley. They all broke the rules? All three are out. They all no, broke the rules? Out. They're, they're all out. But it, it, it's, all, all, it's all COVID related. All three. Fight somebody? Did he fight Wall recently? What kind of he threw a ball at something. I had to... Okay, I know he was. Apparently, he fought somebody in the locker room too, or some nonsense. From <laughs> I'm just the, the, the dude wants to. He wants to get out of Houston by any means necessary. My God. <laughs> so he willing to risk COVID to get really out. Of I know. Well, maybe that was the plan. Maybe that was part of the plan. He said he had to go to Magic City real quick and just see what's going oh, on. Lord. Crush. Ain't no, ain't no ass worth it, bro. Ain't no ass. Not worth even, it, not man, even, never, ever, not, not even a little bit. Crush. Where can people find you if they want to find you? I know it's on the screen, but just tell these good folks. Say it out loud. Man, yo, you can check me out at SP Methods, aka Bridge, because there are way too many SPs out there. It's driving me crazy. I literally uh, searched up that joint after you said it the last show. And I was like, God damn, there are yeah, a lot of motherfucking SPs. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's just my damn nerves. All this damn SEO shit. <laughs> um yeah check me out um you know we got a lot of stuff coming on for the for, for the new year and uh check me out on the orange crush uh we're gonna be uh we're gonna be debuting a new episode of the look of love podcast with my wife very soon awesome that's what i'm talking about elgin where can people find you if they want to find you man i know it's on the screen just say it out loud my guy Bro, I'm bringing my OnlyFans back. They make one forty-five a month, <laughs> bro. I make um, that money. Edit point. <laughs> let me get edit, some edit point. <laughs> edit point. Let me get that thing. He said one hundred and forty-five thousand a month. Let me get on that. Bro. Bro. Take that, bro. Uh, make it clap. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. But really, in all seriousness, man, you can find me on Instagram and. Twitter because I hate fucking Facebook nowadays. Oh, At LG Bailey on those things. Man, Facebook is trash, bro. Terrible, man. God, Mark, what are you doing, bro? I've been staying. I've been, I've been staying away for like two weeks at a time. And I am Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on IG at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world. I know you stuck in your house just like the rest of us, but you could have been anywhere in the world checking anything else out, but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at your mama house, all that stuff. And until yeah. next time, as always, yeah. informed, intelligent, In, in the, the black. black. Peace. Peace. Holla. This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. Not the black, bro. <laughs> 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 <la
Your brother black up me, Bertrand. Listen. In the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. He don't like that, the fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw, the whole whack. It falls, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Resting them my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he, bro, man, a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said, they're my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen, them I learn, man, them listen, them I benefit. Reporting, current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin, power that's so unsettling. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. You don't like that before. In the black podcast, they pumped up. Who looks like watch black up here? Chat me down. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. You don't like that before. In the black podcast, we all lost. They will let them turn. None of them will come true. Yes, yeah. it's like that this is